Hello, and welcome to the Many Parallels Podcast. I am your host, Trevor, with your other host, Zachary Dean. And Zach, uh, yeah, what the fuck did you want to talk about? All right, bro. So we're going to talk about the mind today, yeah? The mind? What about the mind? All right. It's like all pink and fucking weird looking, bro. Yeah, not the literal mind, but (laughs) (laughs) more about what it it do. What it do. So I want to start with something from the Kabbalion, which is like just a, a book from about like a hundred years ago that uh is like texts are just like what you say again religious texts uh, no it, it was made by a bunch of i guess occultists you could say that were from the really early 1900s so you know they were living in the late 1800s and then put this work together in the early 1900s of like basically a rehashing of the hermetica which is a greek text which embodies apparently the studies of Thoth slash Hermes, because I guess they're the same entity or deity. If you I know the Hermetica was something to do with like um, fucking essentially medicine and healing and shit. It, it does it involve is. that, okay. but it's like, I guess uh, there's a core set of seven principles within that from what I've come to understand that uh, one specifically triumphs the, the other six beneath it. So it ties in perfectly. Right, the is there a hierarchy of them? Is it like each one is not as important as the last or is there just one that's overall? Yeah, it's like a golden rule almost. Mm. Or not rule, but principle rather. So um, they go like this, minus the first one, which I'll name last. So correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. Those are the six rules, but the one that triumphs them all is mentalism which is basically the idea that everything we experience, everything that we're coming in contact with in our waking day and maybe even when we're asleep in our unconscious state is like a product of our mind, you know? It's just our mind is essentially the way I can make, you know, make it out is that it's a instrument or something that like a tool that we, you know, an organ that we have, which is a tool that interfaces with like, reality essentially so what is your thoughts on that (laughs) do you agree or do you have different thoughts or um so is it kind of going off of the uh concept of like plato's cave type shit where it's um you know fucking everybody's view is different like explain explain yeah yeah essentially that um something like me and you've kind of discussed before where like it, it comes down to if you can agree that the truth is something that you have to connect to or if it's something that is already uh, with like it's just naturally within you. So like it'll feel right or wrong naturally or do you have to like understand it and look for it, you know, get in touch with the truth. I'm very lost in what you're uh... explain to me like I'm fucking five. Okay, <laughs> so... Essentially, there's like subjective truth and then objective truth. If you yes. think it's objective, then the truth is outside of yourself and you're identifying it. But if you think it's subjective, then your truth could be the truth no matter what. So then what is it that the rule is stating exactly that there is objective the truth? truth? Objective truth is a reality. Is what yeah, it's, it's not okay. subjective truth. Like it okay. doesn't advocate for subjective truth because subjective truth is subjective, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like it doesn't vary upon the individual the individual 
has to figure out what his environment truly is. Basically, you have to really make sense of your environment. And like, that leads me to another question, which is what, what do people need to have a good, like a healthy mind or to be in proper, you know, uh, relation to the things around them? Like how do people work the best in their environment that they're put in at any given time, you know? What do you mean by work the best as in like, how do they take it all in? How do they? Yeah. Like, like take it all in or make the most out of any given situation, right? Like you kind of, in my opinion, you kind of have to be not trained exactly, but looking for that. Like you have to be looking for the best in each situation in order to probably get the most out of each situation. You might get the most out of it if you don't care, but your will is going to help that a lot. So <laughs> wouldn't that be advocating for subjective truth then? Because the way you view it is going to change how it's perceived to you. So uh, I just confused on exactly what this golden rule is saying. What, what is this shit called? I'm going to just look up hermetic principles or seven hermetic principles. And it's just mentalism, the law of mentalism or the principle of mentalism. Just that all is mind. That's all it's really saying. All is mind. Well, then if all is mind, wouldn't that be saying that there is no. It's just with our, I, the way I understand it, with our mortal bodies, all we have is this instrument in our head that will allow us to coordinate with and move within reality. So, like, you can have a skewed version of that based upon whatever your outlook on life is, perhaps, or, you know, if you, like, let's just say you've always had it really good your whole life you might not understand all the hardships or the things that people really go through but that doesn't mean that they're not happening right like it's it's that would be your subjective reality is if you think well just because i never went through anything like nothing's happening but it doesn't mean that you have to involve yourself in or care about every situation but it's just knowledge of Thing, I don't know, things happening. What was the question? I don't know. I got off. <laughs> uh, I'm just confused by the uh, what the rule is exactly saying. And when I looked it up, it just says, oh, all is the, mind. the all is mind, the universe is mental, which makes me think that what it's saying, at least like it, it doesn't have anything else other than just fucking that, what I'm reading right now. But from that phrasing, what I'm taking from that is there isn't necessarily an objective truth because it's all in your head and how you perceive things. It's all up to how your mind interprets these things. Mm. At least from that short little fucking saying of the universe it, it is, is mental. It is true. It is how your mind interprets these things, but is your mind interpreting them as the correct way or the incorrect way? So it depends if you believe if there, if there is an incorrect way or not, or like a proper way of understanding things, you know, like do you fully understand something or do you not? Because if you do, then you know that that's the truth. But if you just think you understand it, but you don't, then you could be being fooled. So like, I think it all is your mind. Your, whatever your mind is filtering through it from reality, like reality is like a beam. And then your mind is like filtering that beam of reality. So like, you just got to get your mind in tune with the beam of reality so that you can 
be the best in your environment that you could be. I guess that's the best that I understand it. But like, I don't know. It. I guess we don't. It doesn't really matter if it's objective or subjective. Like it does, in my opinion, and overall. But for the sake of the argument, I'm trying to think if it really matters if it's one or the other, or if we just agree or disagree that reality is filtered through basically just your mind. Like it's your eyeballs, but your mind because you you need your brain to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, depending on, you know, your brain is going to render whatever it takes in. But so I, I'm still confused on what this is saying, but like the, um, the idea that, you know, it's perceived however the fuck we perceive it. Yeah. Um, well, like there's, I don't know how the fuck they scientifically prove that. You need to turn your fucking volume down. I don't know why this shit keeps going off. Um, how we perceive it. Like there's some animals that can see colors that we can't. Right. And actually real quick, I think that might be this. But I, I, I don't know how the fuck we figure that out. But the fact that that is a thing, it at least means that our brain isn't able to perceive everything. Thus, our perception of the universe could be flawed because it's only whatever our brain is able to take and pick apart and analyze to its current ability. But are we comparing the experience of a human to the experience of a uh, something else? Well, I'm comparing it for the sake of just, um, and are there differences between them? Right. Like, yes. And there are like humans are divine, I believe. So if they're divine, then like our interpretation of things are going to be, well, let's say for the sake of the argument that we're not. Because but there's clearly, also an argument of colorblindness, too. So that yeah. does work for humans. But, but um, I, I only bring that up to say that there's clearly some evidence that there is things that we are unable to perceive. So who knows what else there is that we are unable to perceive that we can't even yeah. quantify in any reasonable way because our brains don't let us. So the universe is mental in the fact of... That is how we see it. That's, Dude, the only, fucking, that's my shit, bro. That's I'm, trying to, shit. I'm trying to figure out how to... Bro, don't know how to turn the volume down on this fucking laptop. No. It ain't going. Oh, yeah, you got those. Okay. <laughs> this guy, dude. I'm looking for the thing on the, on the toolbar. But, um, uh, where did we just say? I said um, about the fucking world and how <laughs> it's mental. I don't fucking know. Oh, how I believe they're... You know, unquantifiable yeah. things. Yeah, I agree with the with with this more or less because of just the yeah the idea of infrared and ultraviolet and all these different rays, X rays that you know they can make out that like are those are just the ones that are being like revealed or known. Yeah, there so there is things that we can detect. that we can detect that we know that we can't perceive with our own bodies. So who knows what else there is that we I agree. can't. Um, so I think it's just about being as in touch with whatever the close, like the closest thing to truth is for us. Like, so for example, there's the things that are unseen like that, that are unidentifiable to us only through, you know, methods that we're acquiring now, but in our known world, known reality, like where there is, I believe, objective fact, like, 
for example, the grass is green, the sky is blue, like generally speaking, like, yes, the grass does brown when it's dry or the sky does change. But then there's the argument of who's to say your green isn't the same as mine or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And like, our well, brains don't. I had an argument with the, not argument, but a little like talk with the guy at work, you know, before like, well, somebody I know, like my roommate or whoever is colorblind. So in his reality, like, you know, the sky is purple or whatever instead of blue because, like, they're the same, so whatever. And I'm like, okay, but you have to look at, in my opinion, what is the rule to, like, the majority of people? Like, yeah, don't look for the um, exception. The ex- yeah, there you go. And if you follow that, then it's like there really are objective, like, facts as well as, like, you know, the rest of these things are really supposed to be objective uh but then you can also you know chalk it up to well the way in which human beings as a whole are set up to perceive things could be flawed and that these aren't necessarily objectively factual i guess like the thing that would make something very factual or provable would be like if you can like if it repeats over and over again yeah like that's essentially science if you can replicate something over and over so it's like um like i don't know yeah there are certain events that will disrupt these cycles like but then there's also like you know just because we see this thing happening over and over again who's to say there's always a what if and that's the problem yeah yeah like there could be like like, it's just part of a much grander thing or something like that. Like, you know, what's happening now on the, on the micro isn't and we could be missing the macro. The, yeah, we could be missing the most important thing. But then, as the next rule here says, you know, as above, so below, well, then you would think that the thing is in the macro affect the micro and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that. So, like, I think that that happens, you know, like, y- you start... Like, you start tyranny on a higher level, then, you know, the like, let's say government gets tyrannical, then the people are going to get, uh, not tyrannical exactly, but they're going to get rebellious against that. So, like, you know, bad breeds bad. Everything good breeds, every, breeds good. Law of attraction almost. It's almost what it is, but it's a different. Well, shit, I'm just looking at this right here, and honestly, I feel like the example you gave is more of an example of polarity in that. You know, there's never just going to be good. There's never just going to be evil. They can't exist without the other. You can't have right. light without shadow and shadow without light. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's more so what you're saying there. And that I believe would correspond. I mean, as above, so below, obviously talks about different planes and different fucking like, it, it's sort of a religious thing. But even without, you know, you take that religious aspect out of it and there's still validity to the statement Yeah. of everything kind of affects everything. Um, and so back to the uh, polarity, you know, what you were talking about, well, tyrannical, well, then people are going to want the opposite of that. And that's kind of why there's this cycle of history where, oh, a rebellion happens and there's like a republic and then it falls to a fucking dictator or something. It's like, it's ever changing. Yeah, yeah. And it's constant. So, um well, it's, it's fucking uh, the world balancing itself out, you know? Yeah. 
Star Wars is kind of like about that shit in a sense. But, um, you know, there's always going to be this, the two sides. And if one gets too powerful, the world will naturally balance itself back out. Yeah, I agree. I agree to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, it's the idea of like free market, basically, like <laughs> free world market. Like, you know, if you just let things be, then the world will work itself out. I agree to that. So I don't know. It's like, as above, so below to me, though, it kind of also means like, uh, what's happening on a small scale is also happening on a larger scale. And what's happening on a larger scale is happening on a smaller scale. So like, let's say you see, I don't know, a bunch of like terrible things happening on like a higher, like from. And then you justify to yourself, well, I'm not that level. Right. But it's the, like, exactly also, like it just because you're not doing one thing doesn't mean that you're not, I mean, basically <laughs> it kind of sounds like we're all sinners. Essentially. Well, it, it can taint your perspective. I feel like is what you're trying to say of like, if you see something extremely terrible going on, well then things that are just kind of bad don't seem as bad in retrospect or not in retrospect in comparison to that. Like desensitized. A little yeah, bit. exactly. You become desensitized to whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, and it can be, you can be desensitized to very good things as well. In that sense. Uh, is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it if you're around bad shit, you'll take in bad shit. You're around good, healthy, positive shit, then you'll probably take that in too. You know, it's like, and if you're around something that's just neutral and and static or whatever, non like good or bad. If you're around something that's too orderly, you'll you could either quite, become that or you could become the opposite. It's like yeah, it can go either way. Yeah, I mean, as it as it says uh, in this little Wikipedia page for the rules or whatever yeah wiki yeah bro uh just says the principle embodies the truth that there is always a correspondence between laws and phenomenon of various planes of being in life whatever but you could even take planes as rungs of society and whatnot too yeah so there's correspondence it doesn't mean necessarily that you know it's going to cause the opposite or it's going to cause the same thing it's just whatever's happening on a macro level does affect what happens on a micro and vice versa and i feel like it's kind of what our country was founded on of like mm -hmm. the people we, fucking voting and doing all that shit to affect the macro level. Yeah. Like, like it's supposed to be people in charge of micro and macro, but it kind of seems more like people have been left to be on the micro while the government takes the handle on the macro a little bit. But then, like, or a lot of it, rather. Or it's not. The government always government. is the macro. The people are always the micro. But the power was supposed to be balanced between the two. Um, of the micro, essentially dictate the macro, and they they were supposed to be one. But it dissolved a little bit. The government is now <laughs> fucked. They're shilling for corporations almost. That's essentially what it is. Like they're because like. This is kind of, I was thinking about an analogy earlier. I don't know a great one, but you know, like say you have like a pond and then you're like, oh, you know, there's only like two fish in there because they dominated the whole pond at this point. So like, you know, like, or like 
there's only two fish in there because like out of the first bunch we we had you know they're the two big dogs and you were like let's add more fish but then because those fish are like inferior from like the reset it the two dominant ones are just gonna like you're only gonna have so many that survive this essentially of these of these new fish and like if they come together then the result wasn't that you really like got as many fish as you want you're still going to only have a couple dominant fish that survive which is essentially like how corporations were or whatever like you got uh during the industrial revolution the companies that like monopolize shit and then they're like okay monopoly's bad like it hurts the hurts the people hurts the economy hurts everything yeah it it hinders the possibility of a free market actually existing because there's no competition. There's no freedom. And that's, that's what you need for a free market to work is competition. But if you get rid of competition while well, it's fucked, you can't Right. Can't you give the whole market. job to this one guy. And then if that guy does a bad job, guess who still has to do it? That one fucking guy. So right. it's like, it's counterproductive. And now what they have is like, I don't know what, if there's a term for it even, but it's just a couple companies now instead of one. You feel me? It's like a couple companies in each thing. Like, let's say, I don't even know. I should have done some more like corporatocracy research on on this shit. But you know, uh, with like food brands and stuff, like they'll all like. There's like a few parent companies that own like yeah. dozens and dozens of brands, if not more. So it's, it's because like, they buy out the competition. Which yeah, which if they do, they have the right to do. They do, yeah. but does it end up becoming essentially this thing where instead of one, it's not a monopoly, but it is one giant company. Yeah. That is a monopoly. It's just broken up between three or five or six giants that all get together and essentially meet and act as one company and coordinate with each other anyway. You know what I'm saying? Behind yeah. closed doors at a round table. So it's like it, yeah, it's basically just like a guise that like, Oh, monopolies can't exist anymore. But like, the effect is almost still happening. Where it's not really a monopoly. And if you were to say, you know, all the businesses are run like a monarchy and a monopoly, it's more of how it is now. It's run like an oligarchy or some shit. It's like a, it's like a fucking group of people type. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Those. And then they all have their own representative that will go be at that meeting that I just described. You know, yeah. it's like, Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Or I mean, at least the workers for such, I mean, they're, they're moving the world but what do you forward. do? What do you do to stop that? And is it necessarily a bad thing if they're if what they're providing is a Useful not thing. positive? You know, like yeah. How I do agree. you debate that? And not everybody's gonna see the same net positive as a net positive. Yeah, or? yeah. The only the only like thing that I can see to advocate for, which is more to the point of like what you just described, where you know you can. Put that like bad energy out there, but people are going to self-regulate because at the end of the day, you know, the, uh, the thing itself, like social media, whatever is not bad, but like if it, oh, we can debate if it's bad, exactly. <laughs> but social media as a whole, but it's mm. like people's intent with it rather yeah. and you know, and, and so if you just wean off of it or close your account for that app, close your account for this app. And like, like you've been doing, like I've done over time, then it's like, you're literally at, at the very least, you know what I'm saying? Empowering yourself to 
give them the finger essentially like you why would i have an like why would i be active giving you any kind of information data collection well, and yeah anything? it also comes to you know it, it's the power a lot of people i feel like don't realize they have and it's going to suck at first if you want to start this um i hear this term get thrown around a lot a uh, parallel economy but like if you want that to happen yeah you're gonna have to pay a little bit more for your things at first sacrifice but, a little bit. but if it's for values you support, well, it's better for the long run. Like, for instance, you know, Rumble as an example are making a parallel to YouTube because YouTube's become this fucking juggernaut yeah. and they've been censoring speech and all this shit. So Rumble was like, yeah, we're gonna not do all that bullshit. And going on Rumble, there's not as much content yet there. The Traction, no creatives and all yeah. that. It, just creators in general aren't uploading there as frequently, so there's less content and uh, originally, like at first, too, going on that because I was going, I went on there fairly early, I'd like to think. And, um, you know, just the interface was kind of shitty and all that compared yeah. to it's definitely gotten a whole lot fucking better now. But you're gonna have to take some of those owls and those growing pains and shit. But, uh, if mm. it's for something you support, well, mm -hmm. you have the right with your fucking dollar to do Try that, to support, and, that, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only way to really fight that whole... And there's the argument for crypto. Well, where does that come in with? What? That's the argument for that, too. Like, How? Because, like, that's what they argue. They they have the same, like... What do they argue? To in, invest their money into oh, what yeah. they believe will be a true alternate way of the future. And as I said last night, and I have the right to fucking give in to the Malaysian dong or whatever. Right. Or, right. I, I think it's Malaysian <laughs> dong. I, it's... Some country down in the Philippine area. Um, the Ethiopian dong. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you could invest in all of that and be like, oh, this is going to be the fucking next world currency, especially with fucking uh, Biden inflation fucking <laughs> crippling the fucking uh, dollar right now. Yeah, but if you ask him, dude, he's doing better than ever. If you ask him, bro, fucking. He doesn't know, like, what kind of stuff like that. Come on, man. <laughs> fucking every... But... How the fuck are we going to get to this? You're talking about as above, so below. Um, what are their notes you got? Are they all related okay. to the uh, so, Kibalon or are they... Do, do we agree that a sober mind would interface the best with reality? I mean, yeah, but then you'll have people arguing the... Uh, Oh, you don't actually see the world unless you're on like psychedelics or something. Yeah, shit. see, it's real interesting because this is kind of my understanding of that. I didn't even expect to talk about psychedelics, but like uh, people that have done, okay, two things. Never have I heard somebody having a profound experience off of mushrooms as a psychedelic drug, but I've heard it off of acid and I've heard it off of obviously DMT or ayahuasca which yep. is like, you know, uh, I, I believe like, I, I guess I don't really believe anything. Like I don't, I don't want to say I like take their, these people's experiences, even though they have a hard time describing anything afterwards, like as the truth, but like, you know, they say that once they experience these highs from these drugs that you understand, quote unquote, that you're a part of something so much greater, et so cetera, et cetera. Have you ever done DMT? No, no. Oh, so I'm not saying it's, I have saw true. fucking. Uh, I just have a theory on it, I guess. Um, so the first time I did it, 
uh, I like had the actual like powder, whatever the fuck someone mm-hmm. out of the pipe and did not last very long. And I felt like there was something trying to reach out and talk to me. And it wanted to, I, I did it with a uh, fucking old homie um, that I fucking did a podcast with and my girlfriend. And this thing was like, it felt like it was talking through me, trying to get their attention to share shit with them. And they were just clowning like the whole time, thought I was fucking with them. And by the time they kind of opened an ear to listen, the experience had ended. Oh. And then the other but, time but I they did... But were, they were tripping too on it? We took turns doing it, essentially. Oh, so th- were they uh, before or after you? Um, I think I was the second to do it. Okay. So Maybe it was the first. I'm not positive. I was wondering, you know, if they were out of it a little bit still or if, if like, they came no. back and they're good or what? Yeah. And then the other time I did it, um, it was just kind of like if you were to do something like acid or like fucking mushrooms and at that time it was out of like a dad thing. Okay. Um, and it was just kind of laying there in my homie's bed or whatever, listening to like, I think I asked him to put on polyphia and he just had some fucking YouTube video on that was like swirling colors or some shit. And it was just like, like it was cool, but it was like, it wasn't some profound experience and it was like, all right. Yeah. So you what do you feel off of it then conclusively like uh, conclusively i feel like i need to do it again the way i did it the first time instead of doing it do like you feel like you thing? quote unquote like like people call it knocking at the door or whatever where you were like about to have your breakthrough experience almost. i felt like there was some entity that was literally trying to communicate through me that was reaching out i it sounds fucking weird but i don't know how no, I dig it. Yeah. to explain it that's what it felt like and as I said, by the time I was finally able to get their attention and focus, it was like that the grip the grip slipped and that was it and I could no longer communicate with them. Okay. Even though the uh, visual shit kind of remained. It was weird. And on how long ago was that? Like a couple of years or so? Yeah, it was I wanna say probably two years ago. All right. But But yeah, so you know, people say like with these drugs that, you know, they they interface with something that is almost indescribable, bigger than life and all of this. And I'm saying, okay, you know how earlier we were agreeing that maybe there's more that we can't perceive, right? Yep. So like, that's my kind of theory on that is that not only that drug, but drugs in general kind of like open a gateway or alter your... So it literally does alter your brain chemistry if you ask like yeah, whatever, well, but, that's but maybe that's like, shit. maybe that's what it like correlates with or something like that. Like it literally kind of gives you a skewed version, not version of reality, but it's skewing your view on what we said is like It normal changes reality. how you perceive things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so fuck. I don't know but, but if there's how, a name to the th- how they do that individually may be different. Let's just yeah, put that yeah. there. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I don't know. There's probably a name to the theory, but it essentially boils down to like all around us. Like, okay, people who see like ghosts and shit, mm. you're not actually seeing ghosts. You're seeing somebody from this other dimension or whatever. And when you do psychedelics and shit, depending on how it's whatever, it it allows your brain to perceive this other dimension that's always around us. And there's other beings living there that maybe can or can't perceive us. Exactly. Um, 
and that you're able to then communicate with them. And it's just like, uh, fucking, and then I'm sensible, bro. It, it harkens back to, uh, I remember watching a video with, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like a long ass fucking time ago. I was probably fucking high school still. <laughs> um, and he was talking about like how ants can't perceive a third dimension, like, because they see with their antennas or whatever. So they can only see essentially 2d. Mm. Um, so like if you stack something up in front of them, they can't visibly see that as like a third dimensional object. It's just going until it's there. And it's like, well, yeah. so perhaps there's beings that are all around us. Like we're all around fucking ants and shit that are fourth dimensional or whatever, fifth dimensional fucking name of fucking number yeah. dimensional. <laughs> um, that see us all the time, but they just kind of shrug off our existence because we are the way we would do an ant or exactly. something even more insignificant yeah. because it's just like we are on a whole pl- so many planes beneath this creature that it's just like they they don't even well that look would be, at us differently. that would be like another example of as above so below exactly yeah but then well how do we impact them so how would it be as above so below actually how how do our if, if they view us as so insignificant then no just that the universe has that same order oh yeah like throughout. that it has rungs to it and whatever tiered well yeah like even like what's happened on that tiny small well perceivably to our how we where we stand small level is also happening on a a human level too so like yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing but like you know there's there's differences too but like you know my main thing is that I do believe that perhaps these psychedelics can be allowing you to interface with like higher dimensions and stuff like that. I just, I don't know if, uh, like in order to know that there are like, that there's something greater or that there are those higher dimensions to have like uh, a belief or a faith in that. I don't think you do need those psychedelics. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, I'm not saying it's just an experience in the term of like, trying to diminish it but it's like it's literally an experience that you can either have or not have but still understand that that fact or so about fact, but i'm yeah. sure somebody else yeah. i don't know the name of the fucking theory but i'm sure somebody else has said this but i can't recall mm-hmm. um but perhaps even you know when you feel that spiritual presence or whatever a vibe from somebody if you will um that could be this other dimensional fucking feeling as well like yeah there's a lot that it could be but how the fuck do we know right yeah it's like that's the thing is like i I feel like so much stuff uh obviously like religions and stuff they they take a lot of like faith or like history and stuff but is it's it's more important in my opinion to understand right like the ideas rather than like who came up with them and shit like that or or where they come from necessarily i mean where they come from is cool it's good additional information. but it doesn't really matter it's like look at the value of what this has mm-hmm. to teach mm-hmm. not who fucking is teaching yeah that. it's like you know that's like a thing you see a lot too with uh different religions or practices is that like idolatry is like not a good thing and i kind of agree with that idea that like you shouldn't really like idolize anybody but 
you I still believe in looking up to people, you know, like role model master. We've talked about this, but like, you know, really kind of worshiping somebody or wanting to be just like yeah, somebody. being envious. Yeah. Like you that's like a disease almost. You got, you got like a disease. <laughs> it's one of the seven deadly sins, but mm. it, yeah, it is like a fucking disease and it'll, I mean, all the seven deadly sins can corrupt you. Interesting. Seven deadly sins, seven pr hermetic principles. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a correlation with a lot of religions in the importance of seven, but in Christianity, there's the seven deadly sins and also the seven virtues, which are lesser known. In fact, I don't know them off the top should, of my yeah, head, but I do that. know that each of them um, what the fuck? They are the opposite to the seven deadly sins. Okay, um, right. So the seven heavenly virtues, or whatever you want to call them. Um, so the opposite to lust, chastity. Um, I've never heard idolatry instead of uh, envy, but it's actually put right here in what I'm looking at. Idolatry. Uh, yeah, they changed some of the, okay, there's different tellings because some of the, or the seven deadly sins, I know them are lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, wrath, and pride. But then there's another set of them that is lust, idolatry, greed, discord, indulgence, wrath, and pride, which did not fucking know. Um, I wonder what discord entails. That's very Yeah, it's. On Wikipedia, it's just a fucking red text and it says page does not exist. So it doesn't define what it means by discord. <laughs> um, but the opposite to it is concord. But like discord, it's very vague. But as I know, then the opposites would be so lust, obviously chastity, gluttony. The opposite is temperance, greed, chastity or charity, not chastity. Sloth is diligence. I don't see how that's the opposite, but OK. Um, Envy is well, kindness. Is, what is sloth? Does that mean like sloth lazy? Is like, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So diligence is like doing stuff the way I think about that. So it's like. Oh, yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? yeah. Carefulness and persistent effort or work. So, yeah. Okay. I guess. All right. Um, but the opposite of envy is kindness. Yeah. Like, and it's very tricky, like how quick that coin can flip, like or not even that, how like one can look like the other type of thing. So like, the opposite uh, in the telling of it being idolatry, the opposite is faith. Mm. Well, what's your thoughts on that? Because I feel like it could definitely be argued that they are one and the same as yeah. faith is idolizing a God, if you will. And the virtues or, in mm, a sense would even be something you idolize. Yeah. Like I would say that the, uh, so how could we, argue that like faith and idolatry are two opposite sides of the same coin can that be argued put it that way like are i don't think they are two opposite sides i think you're right because in order like to in order to have faith you need to have like Basically, faith is almost, you can identify it as unreasonable belief in something. Like, that's what faith is. Like, it's, it's not quite reasonable. It's just, it can be intuitive, but not necessarily reasonable. 
Do you agree or no? Is it reasonable? I think it, is, it, it depends. I feel like perhaps ideology is the, is what it's meaning is that blind, you know, kind blind, of yeah. blind faith or that extremely uh, zealous, I guess, version of it. Um, but I don't know if it means, you know, like, like, would it be considered the sin of idolatry if you idolize God? Right, exactly. But I, I feel like maybe not because you're not supposed to idolize God. You're supposed to, you know, be thankful to him and whatever, but you're not supposed to want to be God. And that's sort of the folly of Satan. So, right. Right. So it te it teaches that lesson with that. So it's like, I think that they, I think that uh, faith is, is reasonable, but it needs to, oh, it's hard to put because it's almost, you're saying the same thing. Uh, I'm saying the same thing in itself. Like faith has to be reasonable if it, or no, sorry. Faith is reasonable if it makes sense. Like, if it makes sense, then yes. Like, obviously, you've reasoned that that's a good faith. But one could argue that what is it based on? Like, your faith in something that you cannot quote unquote prove exists, then why? Like, that's an unreasonable faith. But uh, if, if it's your intuition, but faith you're supposed to, you know, that I remember always uh, talking with uh, our fucking homie from high school, raps now, he split you two of them. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, asking for evidence because I was super fucking secularist or whatever the fuck at the mm -hmm. time. Um, and wanted to know, like, I, I wanted proof. And I was like, and he would always say that's Catholicism, all that you need to have faith. God's not going to give you every fucking all this piece. He's not going to come down from the heavens and be like, here I am. Which is, then everyone, which is like some people legitimately think like, if he can't do that, then I will have no faith. You know, like, like people are so naive that they'll be like, if that God ain't coming down from the sky, I'm not believing in him. And the idea was he would, he would always just re-say essentially that you need to have faith. That's, he's not going to give you all the fucking You know proof. what it is? He's going to give you a... In my opinion, like, it's the intelligent design of the world, of the, the order that we were just talking about with, yes. like, how ants and humans are exhibiting <laughs> the same order and stuff like this that, like, you know, the water in the, in the, in the, in the, in the way that you know a fire will naturally occur with the forest burning and stuff like this like i don't know if this these current ones are natural <laughs> well you know that's another thing well forest fires do naturally happen naturally from like happen, lightning and yeah shit. and like you know volcanic stuff and whatever so it it it's very weird how there is this order that you like you can just easily overlook and i would say i don't know about ancient times or past times but in modern times it's easy to overlook the order because we're just in these concrete jungles all day so it's like so do you think god is the embodiment of full order because i've definitely heard arguments of um you know god is order satan is chaos and i feel like that's the perception most people have um, i think that there's an idea 
to that. Like there's like something to that. Like there's like, there's weight to it. Like there's a chaotic principle and then there's a, a creator principle or like a, yeah, a creator, a dominant creator. So what, I, what I'm asking though, do you think that God is just the embodiment of order? See, this is what I think. I think that there's like the dominant creation for creator force and then the, the, the chaotic force. But I, I want to know who's responsible for the both of them. So I don't know if it says anywhere in the actual Bible or anything of some of the uh, imagery, but 12 rules for life. Jordan Peterson talks about sort of um, his belief in, you know, what the cross represents mm -hmm. and how God is the embodiment of both order and chaos, sort of like yin and yang. If you were to take the Taoist yeah. perspective, um, he is absolute order and he is absolute chaos. And what the cross is to represent is what well, God is technically at the middle or whatever, the intersection of both order and chaos. Um, Which I can understand this like model as well. Like yeah. this is a good model. Like it's just that that is the way it's popularly presented, even in like, not just, abrahamic stuff like it just even in mythologies like there's like the they're like different deities i guess you would yeah, say you to know? represent each different thing whereas the way he kind of goes about it and saying or at least what i can remember um was that you know god is both order and chaos which is another reason why i lean towards the uh i more a fan of uh, judaism i think i talked about this with you before um and how Old Testament God is a lot more harsh. Yeah. And yeah. it's because like he is order and he is chaos. It's like he he is the scale that keeps everything in balance. If you were to weigh it too far, as we were talking about earlier, if order's too high, chaos will inevitably ensue. You know, if you're too comfortable in your little bubble, well eventually fucking chaos is gonna come knocking and your house <laughs> is gonna burn the fuck down and you're gonna have no bubble and you're gonna be fucked. Right. But if you're too far in chaos, you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to always be on edge, and eventually order will have to come or everything will fall. Right, yeah. In other words, it'll work itself out. Exactly. <laughs> and to that point is God is working it out. Yeah. And I, I do put, like, it's a weird thing that I kind of, like, thought about maybe, I don't know, two or three years ago now. Like, Okay. Hmm. Do you think that bad stuff, let's start with this. Do you think that bad stuff is like, like what we perceive as like bad stuff, I guess like war or famine, stuff like this, bro, you know, terrible things. Um, is that like God's will too? Is that like, or is there, are these like, in your opinion, like earthly forces or dark forces that are like doing this that we have to, essentially fight like with you know the faith of god and shit like that so yeah god will put us through trials and tribulations and shit but they're things that we can overcome and it might not always make sense to us why you know you might kill people around us or whatever and take the lives of those and make us go through these struggles but there is a reason it may not always be apparent but no matter what, everything will work itself out as long as you have faith. Yeah. And even if, you know, you this, there's not a God or oh, all that shit, it's like that idea alone is comforting and it'll help you get through a lot of the most difficult parts of your life. And that's why but even faith that, has existed for so long. Even that is paradoxical, though, because like 
you have to have faith that there's nothing too. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that reminds me of something a teacher told me, you know, senior year, like talking about religion and stuff. I might, I may have mentioned this to you where he's like, basically, well, what do you, what do you have to lose by having faith? And I'm like, well, nobody's ever really put it to me in that simple of a way. Well, like, if you have faith in the wrong fucking religion, you know, you're fucked. You're going to a different hell, <laughs> whatever it might be. You're going to Tartarus, yeah. bro. Yeah. He, yeah. He was, um, he was, uh, I think just Christian, regular, like yeah. general Christian, but he was like, you know, what, 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 what do you have to lose by it? And he was not, you know, a preachy dude or nothing. No, nobody even knew what he was or nothing. He actually wore the Rasta, like a Rasta yeah, bracelet. Yeah, you did tell me about that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what are you? But, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> you like lighten up or what? But no, he, uh, I, and it kind of like not opened my eyes. I already like, it just kind of re, uh, like it, it was the first time that somebody like ever even like said some thing about faith to me, like, you know, like, well, well, think about it. What do you get if you believe there's nothing after? And I'm like, nothing. And then he's like, well, what, what do you, or he's like, and then if you do believe that there's nothing, then imagine, you know, if what they believe in is true, what will happen? And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. So like, but he's like, but don't look into it. Like, look into it. You know, like he wasn't saying like, you know, convert or nothing. But, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. It's like faith is, faith is, I believe, essential because like, I think there's little doses of faith all throughout our day. Well, define what you mean by it's essential. Like, it's part of our spirit, I feel like. like our well, what do you say to those who say we don't have a spirit, we don't have a soul? What would you say to People like that. You're broken. <laughs> You're broken. <laughs> You're broken. Your antenna's broken. Um, that, um, like, define, I don't know, define love. Like, if you think it's all just like a chemical thingy-majingy, like a reaction, I guess, a chemical yeah. reaction because, you know, we just happen to be, like, poofed into existence and, like, you know, eventually we're poofing out. Of yeah, here. no, uh, according to everything, evolutionarily speaking and scientifically shit, it's like the thought of monogamy makes no fucking sense. And the fact that that is a thing and love is a thing and it's not just lust and whatever. It's like mm. it, it adds there validity a, to there being something. Yeah. And there is like a, a very weird, like, longing not longing i wouldn't say maybe but want a deep want for that like tr that trinity or that like divine unity between you a partner and a child like i believe that that's like if you don't want that then that's okay if you don't want it but like that only makes sense to me to want that like yeah well supposedly it's like, like almost like the most beautiful thing yeah like i i don't understand how like Incomplete. Dads could just, you know, it's a, it's a thing, but dad's leaving. Jump or ship and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But apparently, evolutionarily speaking, that's kind of the route it is that we're supposed to take because men, you know, we don't necessarily have that caring nature. That's kind of what women are supposed to be more caring and nurturing. Mm -hmm. um, so 
why is it that we stick around? And obviously, it's the best thing for the child. You need a mother, a mother, and a father. It's a part of that that trinity, almost. You know, like if you just take a part of that away, it's like that will cause at least some sort of instability. Exactly, and there, it's like, why is that exactly? And I mean, can you get can, by without that trinity? You can. You can get by without it, but is there? But no you will never be fully whole. Yeah, and is there well, an effect on it's not it? that you never will be, but it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to get there you're missing uh you're missing uh an essential piece of the puzzle man like that's almost what it is i mean i even have experienced this with like different aspects of my life just like wanting that trinity you know and i feel like that's almost any like any dude that wants a relationship essentially you might not want to get right into marriage kids etc but like you want a mate so you could uh, also equate this, especially nowadays, why people would want to mate is because, evolutionarily speaking, we, um, we're a social creature and people are very isolated these days. And there's been some studies. I don't fucking have them up and I don't even really know exactly what to look. It'd be a lot of fucking shit, so I'm not going to do it right now. But there's been some studies I've heard about, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, that, um, you know, it's extremely beneficial for people like to have human touch. It does actually have a outcome on your, the amount of dopamine your body will produce and fucking that can be the touch of like a lover and fucking holding hands, kissing, cuddling, whatever the fuck that shit. It could be even with a friend to like be wrestling and shit too. That kind of stuff just, physical touch of another human is yeah or what do you think a fucking handshake is right a handshake a hug every every time yeah yeah it it helps establish connection because you're trusting enough to put to to make that contact i guess and that's something lacking well it's even like crazier too because we're literally bro it's like actually crazy like my mind just like melts when i think about this shit that we're like elect like we're like electric like we have electricity pulsing through us, bro. And then like our blood is like made up of two things. What? Water and plasma. Plasma dog. Like <laughs> plasma. we got fucking, pl- we're plasma is it, beings, bro. Is it plasma as, I, I feel like it's a different type of plasma because when I think of plasma, I think of like the shit that gas the shit burning is made out of type yeah, shit. But yeah. like, doesn't plasma like that have to be burning? Uh, or have to be a certain, uh, yeah, like the element of plasma. Like, I don't think it's technically the elements, but I could be wrong. But, that's, but see, that's what I'm saying. Even if it's not, it's like they must have did that for a reason. Like, there must be some reason that they're saying that we all are these plasma beings. Like, it's really interesting. So, like, when you think about the fact that we're, like, water, electric, plasma beings just, like, walking around connecting with each other that shit's like that's divine in and of itself bro like that's crazy like but then again that's like almost the thing that i was just arguing against where it's like we're not just this chemical composition of nature blah 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 there's like which it could be that too it's just that there's more to it than just that like sure you figured out what the fuck we're constructed out of but like don't you realize how crazy that is? Like, like that we're fucking 
intelligent like the way that we are like i'm not, I mean, not me i'm dumb as shit but you know <laughs> so uh i was trying to listen to you while like skimming this yeah but so there is a difference with plasma and the reason that plasma like sun i you know ionized gas is called that is because the dude who first like created it uh he used the analogy of blood with the ions being the cor corpulous i can't fucking pronounce this word corpuluses and the remaining gas being a clear liquid and named the ionized state of a gas plasma and thus the names just prevailed so he thought it looked like blood no he used the analogy of how it is created because it's similar to blood he he just kind of used the analogy of how plasma is made like if you were to say um what's a what's a good example i can't how things come together i don't know fucking yeah. um they work in a they work in a manner that you could just sub these words out and it explains the same process so it's like yeah that comes all the way back to uh I believe it was one of these seven fucking things um whether it be of rhythm everything flows out and yeah that's and, rhythm. Uh, fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah but fucking a So here, here's a good question. Is our society... <laughs> we live in a society. Is our, is, is our society essentially, at least for the people that are not born into prosperity, is it essentially like a trauma factory or a trauma field for them to like get through? Or does that not exist? And that's like... For each individual to determine. Um, what would you think? Let's say, you know, God has a, has a will, has a way. Mm -hmm. And he'll never give us trials, tribulations that we are not capable of overcoming. Um, just because you come from nothing doesn't mean... Like, that's sort of the uh, entire idea behind fucking Christ himself. Like... People don't really think of it, you he know, wasn't at the noble time. And shit. Yeah, he wasn't. He was a fucking nobody when he was alive, type shit. Um, he wasn't like a celebrity. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, it's fucking the safe." It was like, you who's, know, who's dude? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, he was a fucking nobody, but of extreme importance, and that's kind of the that, message. That, yeah. Same. I mean, that's the fucking hero's journey in a nutshell. Of yeah, you come from fucking nothing. Boy starts out on you farm. Called. You, yeah, you're called to adventure. Normally, you're going to decline it because you're like, nah, fuck that. And eventually, <laughs> life forces you into it. And throughout it, you have to learn Meet difficult people, fucking you, new stuff. You, you have to learn a lot of difficult decisions. You, a lot of the time, too, you'll learn something. But its value will not become apparent until you need to use it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a reason that's such a huge storytelling trope. Right. Right. Cause it's, it's real. Yeah, exactly. Like because that. it's, it's how life fucking is. And that, so. that was my next part was that, uh, you know, well, actually the next part was, could this be done on purpose in order to essentially, I mean, I'll just put it the boldest way, like to mitigate a savior. What do you mean done on purpose? Like, are things essentially, 
like is our society like okay call it a free market if you want the way that it's set up um semi-free market <laughs> um where things like Pornhub, OnlyFans, uh, social media, the way that, you know, people are, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect people's mental health very well. Like the way that all these things are available to us, you know, is it likely that people don't like, aren't thinking about what long term effects that this will have on the population? Or is it likely that some people somewhere that do have something to do about it are thinking about the long-term effects of it and they don't care because if people's lives are negatively impacted and this is, goes deeper than like just the stuff that I named. Those are just like what I could think of, but like obviously with like poor neighborhoods, hoods, all this stuff, it's like, that's a different topic, but like similar. Cause it, it combines into are like, you saying that it's done on purpose to put certain people at that at a disadvantage point. or something like that. Yeah. Done on purpose by who? Whoever enables it. I mean, essentially, it's the free market that enables it because it's like if people don't validate it, then it would just go away. But I guess it depends if these things are funded by people with like, giant amounts of money that like essentially prop them up or something like that which they have the right to do okay well you, you're getting lost in the weeds here yeah but I feel like i'm thinking to far. um to just the first point of is it fabricated well we talked previously about john milton's paradise lost yeah and one of the core things about that is satan and his demons they decide they're gonna wage essentially a proxy war a fucking cold war or whatever you want to call it um with um god and instead of you know instead of charging the gates of heaven and being like yo we're taking this shit instead they wanted to corrupt his new favorite being man and that's the whole idea of sin and all that shit yeah. um so would you you're, so yeah so the idea is that you know sin is placed whatever the fuck and it's going to draw us and it's going to you know, because it gives us that instant gratification, but it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It, it like, doesn't help you grow towards anything. And it is those holes in the grass, whatever the fuck that you're going to fall into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, th- and I feel like that, especially in the internet era for the past decade, especially like, bro, it's so abundant for those like holes to be around you, but so, you have to be responsible to not fall in them. I know, but like do people have that control or not? I, it's hard to say. I say people do have that control and they have the ability to step around them, but you have to be aware of, you know, the consequences yeah. if you fall into them. And even if you do fall into them, you do have the ability to get yourself out of that. Yeah, pick exactly. Pick yourself back up. Exactly. Uh, See, and it's going to be more difficult. That's but. a big thing too, that like, just because you had, you know, pitfalls in the past bro doesn't define you you know like yeah like i was just watching some podcasts that i forget the name of even but you know it was these like these models around there these only fans girls bro and they were like well like because this dude was roasting them for what they're currently like quote unquote demoralizing themselves for doing etc and they're like dude Four years ago, you were doing similar stuff. Like, how could you even, like, be a hypocrite like that? What do you mean? 
like they were saying the dude that was like grilling them on the show did the same type of type of thing oh. like like his girlfriend was into like swinger parties or something oh, like but that. yeah I, I, okay so like it, it it's like completely yeah, different i and i feel like or like he's reformed rather yeah where you're going with that is like just because you did something in the past and you've since grown from your mistakes that doesn't justify like people want to bring that shit up it's like oh mm-hmm. you know you're talking to me well you did this five years ago it's like okay notice how i'm not doing it now that's mm-hmm. because i've learned what i was doing was wrong <laughs> and i'm coming i'm coming to you and trying to help you from somebody that's further down this path yeah and or that's like wishing i had somebody to help me realize this wrong right when i was that low because you need to come to that realization before you know the first part of uh yeah, recovery is accepting you have a problem. Yeah, and that sounds just a lot like the cave situation again, right? Where you're trying to bring someone into the light, and they they don't want it. They want to they want to stay where they where they're in at. a cozy little cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the dark, man. Like they just it, it's more comfortable there, bro. You don't gotta you don't gotta understand everything. And, and that's the thing. You. It's it seems more comfortable in sin. It's not fun, you know. And this is something too that's helped me because I was. Um, applying for disability and shit because I have severe depression, ADHD, yeah. and my anxiety. And honestly, something that's been helping me get over it is just, it's not fucking, you, you got to look at it. It's it's not fun to fucking work all the time. Like, it takes a lot fucking out of you. Yeah. Um, hell, even doing some of the shit for setting this up, it's like, it's work. But long term, you got to look at the benefits and well, do you want what the fuck you're shooting for? You can have all these short-term fixes, but nothing gets done long-term. You can fucking sit in your fucking room, playing video games, smoking weed, fucking on Pornhub all fucking day. You're not going to accomplish shit. And it's like, yeah, you're getting those quick dopamine fixes. Yeah, sure. It feels good in the moment, but... It's just... Here's my thing. Like, this is what I've run into, right? Like, can, can you... Can you go to bed every night thinking about that or like knowing that, that that's what you did for the day, that that's what you were capable of, that that, you know what I'm saying? So and and that's the thing is you, you just got to keep doing those things because yeah, the guilt of it sucks. So you just do it more because then you get that dopamine fix and then you don't care about the guilt for that short time. And yeah. it's like, you're just, you're digging yourself deeper in that hole though. Right. Yeah, you got I mean, this sounds super stupid or like easy, like simplified, right? But it's it is true. Like you have to get into whatever you're trying to do, the way like to the point where like it, you're as fluid as put like changing your clothes or putting it on your shoes. Like you want it to feel like that or something but like even, that. But even even that, it's like, you know, I'd I'd go through stages of depression where I wouldn't fucking, you know, I'd wear the same clothes for like days. Oh for, yeah, like, I know what you're saying. And it's like that's difficult too. But you need to take those fucking steps. It's like, right? You know, you gotta, sometimes they're small things. But cleaning you, your room. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> bro. You got to have your room clean. You got to have your room in order. It's it sounds fucking easy, but then when you try to fucking do it, it's like, oh wow, I'd rather you know be getting high and playing fucking Call of Duty. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, well, yeah, and like that, here's the thing, like when I try to bring that up to people in the past, you know, like, okay, can you go to bed every night thinking about the fact that like you aspire to do that and do that. But, you know, upon even talking about it, breaking it down, figuring out what steps we could take, you still just like, 
don't want to do that fuck no that sounds terrible right let's just like let's like whatever you want to call it pick yourself up by the bootstraps or you know get get yourself going get the ball rolling and like take at least a small step to to build something for yourself in a direction you want to go and then when 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 people don't want to do that or like they're like yeah that that that's motivating dude but then like there's no follow-up it's like that's kind of crazy like i'm even guilty of this myself because i always like think you know oh i would love to have people to do this with but like at the end of the day you really gotta want to do it yourself yeah. Right? You as the individual, you have to just... And you can, you can set all these excuses of why you're not doing it, but we all know why you're not doing it, and you know deep down why you're not doing the thing. You just don't want it bad enough. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, that's pretty much it, because, like, and yes, you can be, like, you can use the excuse, like, oh, I work 40 hours. Oh, like, I work really hard. Oh, like, I'm tired, and, like, I don't have time in the day, and stuff like that, but, like, with what you're given, you have to work with that. You have to work with it. Like, if you got, I don't know, four hours of free time a day, five hours of free time a day, you have to figure out how you can at least give a little bit of time to what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. that, that. But some people, as of what my initial point was, I forgot, but now I remember. Uh, they get, they have like a reaction to that. Again, it's the fucking cave analogy, <laughs> but. They have that reaction where they're like, they think not only do they not want to do that, but they think you're trying to manipulate them to like, yeah, that, not be a piece of shit or something like that. No, that, that's that's a big you're thing. Not trying to tell them that that's a big thing, and I can speak from personal experience. It's like you feel like people are trying to tell you how to live, and it's like, no, they just want you to be doing better because they can see, and you know deep down inside that you are capable of more. Because clearly, yeah. you you. A lot of the time, too, it's like, you know, talk about, oh, I, I want to do this, but fuck that butt. You need to just, it's like, yeah, so no you, homo. As but soon, <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you say that, it's like the whole thing before is out the window. Exactly. It's yeah. like, but this, okay, well, why is this a problem? Okay, you break it down. Well, you see why it's a problem. So tackle that. Make that not a fucking problem anymore. You know, like. We didn't have a fucking space. We're doing it in my fucking living room right now. Move shit aside. Right. We figured shit out. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you want something, you're going to fucking get it. And that's all there is to it. Um, We've been going for a good minute here. I think we should probably cut this off here. Plus, I kind of think that mic died on you. Um, But that's why we got the backups going. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, This has been The Mind or... A bunch know. of different random stuff. Yeah, or the, the seven principles, whatever. I feel like it's kind of a good tying thing. I feel like a lot of things came back to that. Yeah. Um, thank you for supporting us. We love you all. Love you.